Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Black Hole Cinema. Uh, I'm back again, your host Dan Taylor, and I'm joined by our first international guest, Mr. Andrew Corvero. Hello. Hello, everybody. Um, well, I'm talking from Russia now, yeah. even though I'm Italian. But, <laughs> yeah. You're probably That's the most well-travelled guest, actually. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Obviously, you're from Italy and you're currently living in Russia. Have you lived in um, other countries as well, or is it just those two at the moment? Quite a few months in the US, mm -hmm. but that's it. Cool, cool. So basically, well, it's Russia, the US, and Italy. Well, and you... oh, yeah, I spent a year in England. Oh, <laughs> <I almost laughs> there we go. About that. <laughs> well, you, you definitely travelled more than we have, anyway. Um, also joining us this week is Chris Byrne. Hello. 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 Back again after a, a couple of weeks break. Uh, yes. You Nasty rusted. Nice. Yeah, very, very. Well, I, I, unfortunately, I've been here every week, so they're probably fed up on my voice by now. Um, but <laughs> never mind. You can find uh, Chris uh, on Twitter at Act Cinematronics or his website, cinematronics.co.uk. Um, you can find Andrew on Twitter at, at Andrew Corvero. This week, we've got four reviews up for you. We have the action thriller Everly. We also have sci-fi sequel Monsters Dark Continent. Uh, the found footage horror Unfriended and the book adaptation Far From the Madding Crowd, uh, starring Kerry Mulligan. Uh, we'll also have the usual box office top ten, and we'll do um, a brief rundown of the film news from this week as well. We'll kick straight off with um, that book adaptation. It's Far From the Madding Crowd. From now on, you have a mistress, not a master. It is my intention to astonish you all. You don't think I would? No, you wouldn't. <laughs> How much? Five pounds a quarter. Very well. The story of an independent, beautiful and headstrong Bathsheba Everdeen, played by Kerry Mulligan, who attracts three different suitors. Gabrielle Oak, a sheep farmer captivated by her fetching willfulness, Frank Troy, a handsome and reckless sergeant, and William Boldwood, a prosperous and mature bachelor. This timeless story of Bathsheba's choices and passions explores the nature of relationships and love, as well as the human ability to overcome hardships through resilience and perseverance. Chris, you're going to want to see this one, so did I even pronounce her name correctly? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty much the same as Katniss Everdeen, so I yeah. think you're... <laughs> yeah. as, as far as I'm aware of. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is not my type of thing, like, you know, because it, mm. well, I'd say costume drama type sort of stuff. It's the sort of thing you'd find on Sunday evening BBC One mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, I'm quite surprised how much I enjoyed that. I, I go into it, I thought, mm -hmm. this is, uh, is going to be a bit of a slog, a bit of ropey dialogue here. Looks very TV-esque. I was going to be, hmm, okay. Two hours, okay, here we go. Um, but I kind of got into the, the drama and the characters. So, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it did surprise me. And then I was actually quite... The, the cinema as well was surprisingly packed. I was expecting it to be half empty. But um, I suppose everyone likes big corset costume drama, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, but there are a lot of grey heads in the audience. <laughs> there was actually quite a surprise at Eva Mix. I was quite... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was... Um, I think there's like some youngsters in there as well. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, but to be fair, we'll talk about um, um, obviously the big film briefly a little bit later on when we do the box office top 10. But obviously, the only 
other really major film that's out right now is obviously Age of Ultron. So if that's not your thing, then I guess this is kind of one of the kind of most... Yeah, uh, but I expect everyone has seen that, though. <laughs> like, yes. Most people. Yeah. Um, Anyone that wants I, to see it will have seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the people like you... There's no one there... Well... There's no one in the UK or the cities that are currently out there. The people are going like, oh, I'm dying. They're dying to see who have not seen it because it's been out like what for two weeks now. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I was, I was, I was quite, quite surprised. I was engaged throughout. Uh, I got into the characters. I, I found myself gotten quite annoyed because, but I think that's because of the, the choices of the, of the <laughs> of Kelly Morgan's character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they kind of, it's like, oh, uh, you have this. You, you, you're quite independent, and then uh, you you you, you show off this quite sort of sort of should we say like sturdy, very sort of grounded. And he just like gives her a sheep and says, yeah. Mm. He says he, he gives her a sheep, said, oh, will you marry me? And she's like, um, thanks, but no. Uh, you, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, it, which 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 kind of got a laugh, and, I, and it was it was one of those weird things where I wasn't sure how much of a laugh if it, it should have got a laugh. There was a few moments mm-hmm. in the film where there was a few chuckles. Because I haven't read the book, and I haven't seen any of the, the original the other films, so I have yeah. no idea about what happened. Uh, and then she goes, no, and then she, then the role reversal, so he comes working for her, she inherits a farm, and uh, and you think, oh, well, well, there you are, then you're going to get together now, because you've got no reason, because you, 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 of the point when you said, no, no, there was this, like, my, my, Michael Sheen plays, like, a, basically like a, a wealthy he owns a wealthy farm of, of his own, and and he he wants he he wants to marry her. And she's like, no, I kind of want to be independent. And then and then she kind of like meets this dashing soldier, and she goes like, oh! and you think, oh for <laughs> fuck's sake, man. yeah, basically, <laughs> it's just like you know, he he whipped his sword out literally, and it's just like, it's like. He said like, oh, 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 it's bullying. I'll never, I'll never cut it in. Just all these like kind of like. Weird tricks, and then cuts red. It's like, oh, yeah, it's where you shop because it's July. And right at that point, I, I sat there thinking, right, you're a fucking liar. Fuck right off. <laughs> but no, she's like, Don't like no, no, but she's like, oh, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I, I suppose that's true. That's good on the film for making me care. Why is that a good thing? I suppose so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, but I, I actually, I, I enjoyed my time with the film. I was quite surprised. Um, I was expecting it to be kind of like my attitude be a bit yeah okay yeah it's not my thing but okay but I, I kind of got into it really so yeah um, Matthias Schoenarts I think that's how you yes. him he's around a lot at the moment I think he's actually been on this show like three times in like the last four weeks alone he was in um, he was also in Little Chaos uh, a couple of weeks ago oh that's um, every drama <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that other period drama. And, and and there was another period drama. He was in Sweet Francais, which I ripped apart a few weeks ago. He, so he, he likes like, his period dramas, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Or he's getting typecast all on the well, other side. Well, he kind of had a bit of a, he had a bit of a, a little bit of Tom Hardy-esque to him, like a little, like a, like a, a tall, yeah. vulnerable Tom Hardy yeah. about him. The, the actor Tom Hardy, not the writer Thomas Hardy. Yes, yes, the actor. Yeah. Bane, basically. Bane, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, yeah, he kind of had like a little bit of a Welsh accent. I think, well, you think he was putting on this kind of like why it kind of came across as a bit Welsh. So uh, yeah. I don't know, if, you know, that was intentional or not. But um, <laughs> probably. And, but that, that's that's probably why I kept thinking of Tom Hardy. Last time I saw him was a lock, so I kept thinking like, yeah. oh well, you know, concrete soon. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we had to get an accent in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so that one. 
is out, um, well, it was out the 1st of May, so it will definitely be out for the next... It's, it's crazy to think it's May already. I know, I know, it's the same, isn't it? Uh, but that one will be out, uh, as I said, for the next couple of weeks. Um, so you can probably go catch that one um, and find out for yourself if it's your type of thing. But we'll move on. Uh, to unfriended. You want to take some pictures? <laughs> Post it. I need another drink. Dude, look, look. Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Unfriended. Well, with a title like that, you know what to expect. Basically, it's a, it's your basic slasher movie, only with a twist, which is basically it's made on the, the Blair Witch Project style, but on the internet. So basically, all the characters are these um, teenagers, really, really messed up teenagers, I say, because it's more about... I think it's... One thing that I think about this movie that... It, I wasn't scared about the, um, I wasn't scared about the what it will happen in the movie, which is basically not to spoil anything for the audience. Basically, these people did many horrible things, and then someone from their past basically tries to avenge what they did to them on the internet, but with a supernatural twist. So yeah, uh, as I said, basically it's kind of like the language borders. So basically, the big draw for this movie is that it's filmed. And then you see them on various, you know, social networks like Skype, like we're doing now. The whole, <laughs> whole film is basically uh, a computer screen. Yeah, uh, it's like yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, did, did you did you like it? I I think it's, it, it was kind of interesting, but on the on one hand, it was kind of interesting because it's something new. I don't think anyone has done that before, at least to my knowledge. But on the other hand, it was kind of like your average cliche teenage slasher killer slasher movie with obnoxious teenagers being killed on the internet so yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of new because it's it, I, I like that it had how moments. they told the story but i didn't like the story in itself for me it had moments i think like i thought it was well put together and i had i think when it get when it gets to, we're not trying to spoil anything but, but when, when they start playing that that, that game, that uh, the yeah. what was it, the finger game that had, I thought that had kind of, kind of like a old school kind of uh, vibe to it, you know, like kind of like a panic kind of unrevealing secrets about each other. But other than that, I I thought it was pretty shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, it, 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 it was it was. But I mean, the thing is, I'm kind of I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for the. Like a, a cheesy stocky, like I I can enjoy the paranormal activity films, even though I know now they're just treading on water, and now I'll basically just basically go like go quite quite scared and whatever. But I still kind of enjoy enjoy that, even though it's kind of disposable. And but walking out walking out of this, I was like, actually, you know that was that was pretty fucking shit. <laughs> Sorry for swearing. <laughs> 
As I said, the obvious comparison is paranormal activity, I think, on the face <laughs> of it anyway. So would, you, would you would you say it holds a torch to particularly no. the first one at all? No. no. The, the, the whole, I mean, I think it's fair, it does try to be different. It does try to be like, oh, it's just like, a, like we are now having a Skype conversation. And then the, the whole panic of the fact that they can't, Get off and, and, and what and what have you. It, it, it just I, I just didn't find the situation believable because it might just be me. I'll I'll, I'll take it on the chin if that's the case. But for many times, like uh, the the two of the characters are kind of seeing each other. They've got boyfriend girlfriend, and she keeps going to I message her, messaging him midway through the conversation, and the conversation. And she it's like oh I'm just ignoring this conversation for now. I think kind of drones out, and I just found that that would not happen. It just it, that happens just too many times. If like, I mean, I, I I would buy the fact that she might she'll be messaging him while talking to everyone, but she'd still be talking, involved in the conversation. It's just like the film. I'm just like, oh wait, she's gonna message people and that, that message people while we're having this we're having this thing. Particularly when it when things when shit gets crazy and she's there like, and then she goes like, no, I'm just gonna go off and privacy. Yeah, I'm just gonna ignore what's kind of happening. You know, I think when, when when shit proper goes on, you know, I mean, fair enough, like, before things get real, you go, yeah, okay, fine, you can zone out and just start doing something else. But when when when, when shit goes like, you know, actually, no, you have my full attention, kind of, I should be, I should be, like, focused on everything. I, like, the, the screen goes, oh, I'm just going to, what's happening? Did you know about this? What's going on? It's just like, mm, no, I'm sorry, I don't buy it. And then I think that thing, that was it for me. And I think it just kind of... It didn't have many. It wasn't scary. Uh, it was just silly. I mean, um, mm. one of the things I walked away, walked away was the fact that there was a ghost in 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 the computer system, you know, like on, on social media, that are killing these teenagers one by one. Is the most plausible thing about the film. That was, and it's just how it's just like it. And when I want to say that, it just like it just the human interactions just not, did not seem. Pause what I say about the messaging thing. It's like I kept reminding me of a, a thing that Chris Rock says in Dogma. Uh, we're talking about uh, the the Bible and how like uh, like you know, Mary Joseph had end up having other kids, you know, and like sort of belief like oh to, to believe that that uh, that Mary that Mary gave birth without touch without knowing a man's touch is an act of faith. Believing that a wife and daughter never got it down, just playing gullibility. And that's kind of how I felt this film was. It just feels like, yeah, I, I can kind of you know, get the point of a ghost in the machine doing these things, but everything else just seems like, oh, come on, come on, seriously? And it just, no, I, I it, no. <laughs> Andrew, would you would you agree? Yeah, well, I think, I think, I think he, that's the point. And uh, also another thing is that almost every character in the movie, I know this is, Something that happens in general with slasher movies that they're, but they're very, really, really, really obnoxious people, really. They're all assholes, basically. Pardon my French. So basically, I, I didn't care that much about them. That's, that's a flow that I found in many, many horror movies that I think, I think they should try yeah, to make us care I, I, a little I, bit I, more, a little bit more. Yeah. I, I know mean, they're like, going to die. I know they're going to die. Yeah. So, so. Make me care. If anyone is, is if anyone is, has made, so many horrible things. After a while, you just say, "Just kill them off and be done with it." I mean, like even like I, the ending, which was kind of like, well, it's, it's, if you want to call it a twist, it's like a, a reveal. And I just thought that was just tagged on because I thought they, they kind of revealed something that they already established 
I don't want to say it because I ruin it. But, well, not that I feel like I ruin much about it, but it's like it just it just it just felt like it just went like oh and then this happened without establishing it. Like, yeah, while, while, while making it kind of seem plausible or clever, it's just like it, I, I just didn't buy it. It's just like it just didn't seem they didn't do enough character wise to to make that make sense or plausible or or make me feel anything. It just was just like oh, okay, and then that, and then okay. and that was it. And it was just a bunch of kids basically screaming over Skype, basically. <laughs> yeah, which is the, the best. The best horror movies. Ultimately, there there is a character in there. At least one character you can root for. Well, I think I think it does go for that, and I think I think I think it's what it does for that one character for that one character, and it's it's basically the the character who screen you're looking at. But yeah. and, and and when it comes to the end, it does this as this reveal, and you think no, I don't buy it. But, hey, I, I thought they already established that that wasn't the case. Uh, and it's like, oh, 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 right, okay, right, all right, well. Yeah, there was there was quite quite a cheap tweet. Yeah, it was. I think I think that's probably one of the major problems. Of, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I was quite surprised. I was listening to um, the Entertainment podcast, and I was like, I don't want to come to talk about it. I was like, here we go. He's going to rip this new arse off, and he liked it. And I was like, seriously, really? You like that? <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that's the unfortunate thing is that no one wants to release a, a, a vaguely decent film um, anywhere near the Avengers because they know no one will go see it anyway. So well, the thing is, though, I mean, this had like a good mark. Like, it's, it's, I think it's a, it's a kind of like a kitsch idea. Yes. Yeah. I was certainly interested in seeing it until you told me. It was well. Great. <laughs> Look, to, to be fair, I, I I always encourage anyone to see anything because yeah. even, even if I think it's shit, I want people to go out and then and see that it's shit for themselves and to come back to me and say, "Yes, Chris, I agree, you're right." <laughs> or or or, just or if not, we can have a discussion about it and and I, and I like talking about films anyway. So you know, I, I I'm yeah. all for seeing films that I I think are bad. <laughs> well, Unfriended will be in um, cinemas in the UK for another couple of weeks, so you can catch that one uh, if found footage horror thrillers um, are your type of thing. I'm signing off. No, 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 I will kill you. Uh, before we move on with our final two reviews, uh, we'll take a look at the box office top ten in the UK from last weekend. Um, I'm sure there's no surprises really for anybody in here, but we'll, 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 we'll give it a go anyway. That number ten uh, is The Falling. It's Hot Top Time Machine two number uh, one. <laughs> mm, we'll find out. <laughs> number nine is The Duff, uh, which is hanging around for the third week. Um, has so far taken over, uh, or nearly, uh, in fact, £2 million um, so far in the UK. Um, so that's doing reasonably well. Uh, just above it is Get Hard, which didn't you see, Chris, now, and, and quite like? I did, <laughs> yes. I understand why people get like all like, offended by, oh, that's racist or whatever, but mm. for me, like, yeah. it's like they're playing out where Will Fowler's character as, as a bit of an idiot. So for him to be... 
kind of have these kind of like really simple or, or obnoxious thoughts are kind of just like, well, yeah, of course he's an idiot. You know, that's the joke. You know, it's not like it's not racist to say, oh, look at this idiot. He's a bit he's a bit of an idiot. You know, it's like it's just it's just that kind of thing. It's, it's just a silly sort of little, little film that I kind of like enjoyed for what it was worth. I think I'm starting to like Kevin Hart. I think that's maybe it. Yeah, maybe. And that's taken five million pounds in five weeks. So about an average of a million pound a week, which isn't too bad. Uh, number seven is Child 44, starring, um, as we've already mentioned, Tom Hardy, um, alongside Naomi Rapace. Leslie reviewed that one a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to find out what he thought of that one, um, you can check that one out. Um, as I said, it's at number seven and that's taken just under a million pounds in two weeks. At number six, uh, the first of our uh, kids' family-friendly films, it's the Spongebob movie Sponge Out of Water, uh, which has taken ne- nearly £8 million in five weeks. At number five, um, I reviewed it a couple of weeks ago, um, it was the Helen Mirren and Ryan Reynolds drama Woman in Gold. That's actually uh, not moved, actually, funnily enough, it's stayed in the same place. A few, a few of the ones above it have moved around a bit, but that one's uh, stayed solid at number five, taken just under £2 million in three weeks. Uh, up next is Home at number four. Uh, that one's taken over £21 million in six weeks, which isn't bad. Then you have uh, the Kenneth Branagh uh, family-friendly drama Cinderella, which is at number three. Falling from number one is the massively, massively popular Fast and Furious 7, which has taken an astonishing 34 million pounds gross to date here in the UK and has officially uh, become the fourth highest grossing film of all time, I believe. Um, uh, Which, it's overtaken Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Wow, that's insane. Just And it's still going, isn't it? It It is, it is, yeah. They're still taking money, still taking money both here in the UK and in the States. So, um, and I I imagine there will be places it hasn't even come out yet, I suspect. Um, You know, there'll there'll be some bizarre it's, it's insane to think that the seven star yeah. fast and furious franchise is doing that well yeah. it's just yeah well it's 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 crazy to think fast anything in the fast and furious franchise has made that amount of money because you know as as i said a few weeks ago you, you know you're talking fast and furious one didn't take barely anything mm-hmm. at all they were certainly more cult kind of straight to kind of video dvd hits yeah. than um actually you know cinema uh, getting bums on seats type hit, um, but at number one it's hot tub no surprise, really. Hot tub yeah. <laughs> it is hot tub. <laughs> no, it's, not. it's it's the Avengers: Age of Ultron, which took eighteen million pounds in its opening weekend uh, last week. Um, so it's taken a phenomenal amount of money, and it's it on would track. Make a good double uh, bill, probably. Fast and Furious Seven, I think. Yeah, it probably would actually. It's taken hundred and eighty-seven million dollars in america in its opening weekend um which i don't believe america got the extra day either in their opening weekend like we did i think they it was literally released on the friday whereas obviously we had it on the thursday as well um or the wednesday night slash thursday morning if you were that dedicated to get up and go i did i got free pizza Uh, we free pizza. Why did you get free pizza? Just, just, just because? Just, yeah. Because what it broke. No, no, no yeah, yeah. I, I, I just stole it. No, no. It, it was just the, the, the city world. They were like, oh yeah, do you want to come? It's a, it's a two D show, but uh, we'll have free pizza. You were like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had, a, I, had a, I had a ticket. I was like, yeah, for, it was like city world and Louis customers. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go. 
Yeah, but as I said, it's on track to take its 150 billion um, that they reckon uh, it should hit, um, which would then knock off Fast and Furious 7 from its uh, fourth place spot. Which So even though that's a record and it's amazing, it's probably not going to stick for very long. I would imagine that Age of Ultron would do it. Uh, you two weren't on the big Avengers special last week. So, you know, briefly kind of what were your thoughts on it? I actually haven't seen the Avengers Avengers. Too. Okay. <laughs> I'm probably okay, the only person in the world who haven't seen this movie yeah. yet. <laughs> Chris, you have. So, what did you think? Uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's much more of a comic book than a film. Uh, I think that's it's good points and it's negative points. I think it it feels like it doesn't have the charm and the soul of the first one. It doesn't have the the most joy. It just feels like it's a sequence of stuff that's happening. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a weird thing because it has so much stuff, and you kind of get get disengaged by it all. Then you, just, then you stop and think, like, hang on, there's a it's a film where, where like it has part of a, like a big town hovering above the air and having these big fights on on top of this, and it's just like how how am I kind of just not focusing? You know, it's just it, it it's not thing, but they, they do do the best of all the character stuff as well. It's nice to see Jerry Renner like giving a good good something good to do as Hawkeye, you know, it's, I think they did really good well there. Um, the Hulk and uh, Scarlett Johansson love thing, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? I was like, I was a little bit like, mm, uh, I'm not sure, okay. But yeah, uh, generally, it's, I think, I think it's a film that worked better when we watch it, really. Um, but it's a lot, a lot, lot of stuff, a lot of good character stuff, fans, you know. Um, I thought mm. the, the best stuff really was like the party. I don't know about anyone else. Yeah. Um, and kind of in relevant news, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, has been uh, quite controversial this week. Um, not only did he walk out of a Channel 4 interview last week, but this week he had something to say about indie films. Do you ever have a craving after you finish wrapping one of these just to make like a like $500,000 budget indie movie? No. <laughs> Why? Because they're exhausting and sometimes they suck. And then you just go, what was I thinking? But I'm interested in doing all different kinds of movies. Sometimes the little movies are the ones that wind up taking the most out of you. Because they're like, hey man, we're just running a couple days behind. Do you think you can stay through your birthday and then come back on the 4th of July? And by the way, uh, could you, like the crew, could you pay for the craft service for a day? And oh, by the way, man, when we go to Sundance, it's like, can we just sit you in a chair and you can sell this for six days in a row so that we'll make 180 bucks when it opens in one theater? God, this is so powerful, what we're doing. What do you think of the movie? You saw it last night. I think it's mediocre. Yeah, isn't it the greatest? <laughs> Man, this everyone's an artist here. Actually, most of you are kind of inexperienced and lame. <laughs> There's your answer, Jessica. <laughs> okay, well, okay then. <laughs> what kind of mood are you in today? Uh, good indie mood. And that was Robert Downey Jr. on the Entertainment Weekly Radio. Uh, it's fair to say it's caused quite a bit of controversy. What did you think about what he said? Uh, I personally just thought he was just being honest. Quite frankly, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, fair, I mean, fair enough. But it's just how how it goes. I mean, he, he's writing what what they probably say. They probably do ask a lot more for less amount of money. Mm. So if you're going to do these indie budget, indie budget films for that, it has to be something that. Let's frankly, someone in his position uh, is gonna is mm-hmm. gonna go right. Well, I'm gonna have to really, pardon my French, give a shit about this. I I really want. 
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you want this and and, 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 let, and let's face it if, if you care that much you got Robert Downey Jr you got enough star power to set to throw a bit of money at it. so at it so he's probably he's probably sort of exaggerating somewhat just to get his point across but I think he's just he's just being honest about like well you know mm. sometimes like when you get I mean if you if you're struggling after then you will you know you pay your dues you'll do these films you're filming you have to do it but let's face it if you're if you're like if i go and make a film now i'm not exactly going to get someone like robert downey jr to star in it am i let's face it it'd be it'd be great if i did but i'm not going to Mm. um andrew do you think that um it's gonna kind of damage the kind of indie reputation that um the, the indie reputation, the kind of reputation that indie films have at the moment. Do you think that kind of something I is damaging? Don't think. I don't think so. I don't think so because basically, I I don't think it should be taken extremely seriously. What what he said. I think he's being honest and, and he has he has point. But at the, at the end of the day, I think it's more like kind of. He said it in a very joking way, so I don't think it's going to hurt anyone's reputation. I think I think I think it's just. The media making a mountain out for more. I mean, I mean let, let's face it; it's just his opinion as well. It's not like, oh, like I'm yeah. Robert Downey Jr. I'm speaking for all A-list actors. It's like, no, I'm just just talking from my my point of view. You know, it's... Um, he also apparently in that same interview uh, hit back at Alejandro Indurita, who obviously directed Birdman uh, last year, uh, who said uh, about the same time Birdman came out, he basically said. Um, that superhero movies were kind of cultural genocide, and um, apparently the uh, Guardian um, also asked uh, Robert Downey Jr. about those comments, um, and apparently he said, "Look, I respect the heck out of him, and for a man whose native tongue is Spanish, to be able to put together a phrase like cultural genocide just speaks to how bright he is." Is that, is that him just being an asshole, or? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's like. I mean, look, you kind of, like, you throw that question uh, at him and when he's promoting a big, massive superhero film. It's kind of like, mm. what? okay, what are you doing? So how am I supposed to take it? Like, it kind of feels like a jab, or am I meant to, like, yeah. like respond back and, like, uh, kind of like, no, he's a fucking asshole. You know, it's, it's you mm. know, it's like, 
okay. It's just he's just like yeah. you know he's just being witty. It's just you know it's. To be fair, the Marvel team have had a hard time of it this year. They've not the the media really gone for them for some reason. Like um, was it was it Hemsworth and Renner were accused of um, being sexist. Was it, I forgot who who said it. Was it if it was Renner? Was it Renner or or. Was it always Renner and Chris? Or was it Ruffalo? I, I don't. One, one of them. One of them was quoted. He said, "Like yeah. I, I, mm. I, I, I apologise for any offence caused when I made derogatory remarks about the fictional character." I was just like, I was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> "That just says yeah. it all." He's like, "Come on, guy." Yeah, yeah. It is. It. You know. You know, Danny Junius is now like. You know, the second or third time he's been. You know, caused controversy, and you know, I, I say that um, in um, speech marks, as it were, in inverted commas, because. Um, as, as you've already said, it doesn't seem to his comments doesn't seem to actually affect the public. We sit here reading these stories and going, oh, "Fuck off, just leave the guy alone." <laughs> it doesn't. It does well, seem like it they, is. They, I mean, they, look, this time around, they've he, gone. They've gone out and decided to target them because Josh Whedon as well has been, you know, caught out a couple of times in his press tours. You know, certain stuff he said that again um, could be misconstrued, and people would have read too much into stuff that he said about you know the fact that he doesn't want to do the next. Um, event, you know, Avengers movie. You know that everyone's going. Oh, we, even he, even Joss Whedon thinks it's too big and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So I mean, I, I think I think that echoes the the filming. Cause I kind of thought like it was kind of like Joss Whedon, kind of like he did a really good job, but it's like I'm really tired. <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> I kind of right, I, I, I kind of want to do something else now. You know, right, right, due respect. So you know, I guess uh, from one director to another that's struggling. This week it was confirmed that Josh Trank uh, isn't doing the Star Wars spin-off, is it? Oh, isn't he? Oh, right. They're doing with these films. Yeah, he's exited the whole spin-off movie. Apparently, according to the Hollywood Reporter, it's due to erratic behaviour that basically he's been working, obviously, on the Fantastic Four reboot and the team that he worked with on that seem to have mostly come over and, and, and seem to be working on the Star Wars movie now. And it's believed that uh, the producers Simon Kinberg and Hutch Parker um, had to kind of step in and, and bring the film um, together and can kind of control uh, Trank because apparently he was a bit um, indecisive and uncommunicative and um, basically caused trouble. And that's kind of got back to Catherine, uh, Kathleen Kennedy rather than Lucasfilm. And was it, that's was it probably because he was busy working on another film, maybe? I mean, maybe, like, maybe. sorry, I didn't turn call straight away. I'm kind of in the middle of <laughs> of making this big lobster thing. <laughs> yeah, um, it was revealed on Friday first that he was um, trained to Lucasfilm, released a after a year of having incredible developing with wonderful and talented people at Lucasfilm, and making the personal decision to move forward on a different path, um, which basically sounds like it's been sacked. Oh, well, really. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. no, is, is anyone actually looking forward to the Fantastic Four film? I am, personally, because even though they are god-awful films, I actually don't mind that the original or the, the most recent Fantastic Four films, basically just for Jessica Alba alone, which I'm sure any man with a... With pulse. A, um, a, a pulse will, will agree with. But Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I'm kind of think it's it's kind of getting a bit negative at the moment, I think, for Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Just, I think people go, oh no, it's going to be shit, it's going to be too serious, it's going to be too that. But I, I think it's going to be one of those films that's kind of surprisingly good. I think it's, I think out of the, the summer blockbusters, it is the black sheep. I think it's going to be the one that's going to be, it's well, it's got the potential to surprise everyone. And I think it will mm. be like people in the walkway are going to go, oh, yeah, it was so bad. You know? 
Yeah. I mean, like... Well, I think you only have to compare it to Guardians of the Galaxy last yeah. year. People going in going, oh, it's not going to be any good, is it? It's not the Avengers, you know, it's a bit weird, it's not going to really? work. I mean, I, 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 I thought the anticipation for it was quite, like, well, you know, I think, well, at least since the first trailer hit, and I thought, oh, I think mm-hmm. everyone thought, yeah, this looks like my bag. So, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, well, you know, you can never really know until it comes out, really, but... Uh, no, well, it, that's, it's not the only one that's had a, a bad rap, is it? Ant Man yeah. has been um, berated slightly. No, I, I do wonder, for judging from the track, I do wonder how how much of the Edgar Wright stuff is in it, because, uh, you know, you, you see things like the Thomas Tang bit, and you think, mm. that's got to be Edgar Wright, that's got to be part of like. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he has, apparently, he is being credited in some yeah. way. Um, on the film, which you know, it's actually quite rare, really, when a, when a writer or a director walks away um, from a <laughs> massive project like that to actually end up still yeah. getting credited. Is obviously means he's, you know, as you well, said, it was pretty his work much, must still be in there. It was quite pretty much set to go, and it was just I think it was only like on a few things that he disagreed on. So obviously he walked away from it, and um, and then I think he just brought in like new directors, basically just pick up from where where he left off, and you know, like. And I think it's basically just like just a few touch it up here and here and there with whatever Marvel would rather it be, and then mm-hmm. there you are. I think I think I think it's going to be pretty much like you know I'll be interested to see what it's like. You know, but. And for those of you that are interested in merchandise, the final bit of news we've got for you this week is Walt Disney have announced uh, today, in fact, that major retailers and Disney stores will be stocking products really anticipated Star Wars: The Force Awakens. From September, are you a, a collector of bits and bobs, Chris, or do you just sit and watch? I just, I just sit and watch the film. I'll be honest with you. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like I, I, I do, I do get it, but I, I, mm-hmm. I, it's just me personally. I just don't like. I've, I've got enough films and DVDs. I don't need any more stuff to 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 store <laughs> or collect. <play. laughs> yeah. Uh, according to Disney, the product range will be uh, will include collectibles, comics, ebooks, apps, and accessories. Um, with the items which will be also available online. Um, interesting, comics seem to be not. Uh, I don't want to say coming back in fashion. Um, the fact that com- adapting TV and film into comics seems to be happening a lot more within the last kind of ten years or so. Uh, I know, obviously, the Buffy comics, um, Charmed comics, and um, you know, uh, has there ever been Star Wars comics before? Do you know, I, I don't know. No. No, no idea. But, um, you know, it definitely seems to be a trend that seems to be happening. And I think that's in part due to the success of, obviously, the the comic book movie adaptation franchise that's um, obviously appeared, you know, the MCU and, and um, stuff like that. And so comic books, are, they've now become fashionable, haven't they? To, it's, it's OK to go, yeah, I read a comic yeah. book. Whereas, you know, 20 years ago, everyone would be going, nerd! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's all the news for this week. Uh, moving on to our next review. It's uh, this uh, Selma Hayek uh, action thriller, Everly. Hello? Everly. Thank you. You betrayed me. You will die in that room tonight. My men are already there. What are you going to do? I have a plan. Mom, you need to see me so I can give you enough money for you to start a new life. You're not going to make it. I'm not gonna die tonight. (laughs) 
not really got a synopsis for this one. Apparently it's an action thriller centred on a woman who faces down hitmen sent by her ex, a mob boss, while holed up in her apartment. Uh, it's directed by Joe Lynch, who's a reasonably uh, new director, um, and it's been adapted uh, by uh, Yal Hannon, who I also have never heard of, um, who actually also wrote the original story. Chris, you saw this one? Yeah, I did, yes. It, it's a bit of an odd... Our film, it's, yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I do like, I do like the premise. I do like the fact that it's basically Sama Hayek, sheer desperate, just fending off all these really odd gangsters and hitmen and and hooker and mm. hookers with Uzi. Yeah, hookers. <laughs> oh, is it horses? Yeah, that's, I, well, it's a lot of dead horses. <laughs> yeah, you have no right to call them by that name, <laughs> or whatever she said, which I don't know if that was a slightly racist um, accent <laughs> or not. But, um, I don't, I've got to be honest, I'm never really a big fan of these films. Like, I think probably the exception is maybe Kill Bill, where it's... It, 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 what, there's like um, Japanese Yakuza, uh, like... Yeah, where it kind of leans on being slightly sick and and at times you're sitting there going somebody whoever made this film is fucked up (laughs) like seriously it it um, is pretty random with a masochist but that's the thing it's like that's the hookers you know first the hitmen then the hookers and that's funny and then suddenly you know a masochist it's like a like a video game it's like like (laughs) each bit has its own level so you got this bit yeah, and it's like that, that's that, funny. Exactly, that's exactly what I said. I said I was I was watching it um, with, with a friend, and I go, "Oh, here comes the big boss, yeah. <laughs> the big boss level, the final level." Uh, but and wasn't the the young girl just adorable? I, 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 I didn't care to notice. <laughs> <laughs> she was just so cute. Um, but I, I thought same about Samuel Hayek. But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would you agree that someone was a bit wooden? At times, her delivery at some of the lines were a bit odd. I don't know. I mean, I I, I thought it was. I personally thought she was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's done this kind of stuff before with like Rodriguez yeah. and things like that. It kind of it kind of had like it kind of felt like it's like a that kind of vein, that kind of like Rob Rodriguez Tarantino esque um, like gr- grotty action film, which you know it it it's it, to me. I think it's. It's not something that's going to be like on any, on like anyone's like top ten list or anything like that, but no, uh, no. it's one of those films where you, you come home from the pub on a Saturday night and you just put it on. It's like if it's on that, it's on Netflix. You put it on you, with another couple of beers, just see through. Mm. It's it's that kind of film. It's it's perfectly enjoyed. Yeah, has enough like <laughs> what the fuck to enjoy. I, I'm I'm pretty sure it's people are going to be like. Some people are going to love it, and some people are going to be a bit eh, about it. But um, yeah, but um, one of one of the interesting things I thought was actually that um, it was all the way through. You're going, she's not that great a shot. She, she's quite, she's she's all right, but you know, she's not yeah. professionally trained or anything. And it's quite nice. It towards the end, the boss does give a uh, Tieko, I think he was called, gives the explanation of you do realize you survive this long because I allowed yeah. you to. And it's nice that they didn't pretend the fact that, you know, she's just getting by on pure luck alone. You know, there is an explanation for it. She well, you, you could have just blew up the whole place anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we had a massive rocket exactly. at one point. Yeah. Um, and it did its job in the fact that when, 
and spoiler alert, when the mother is killed off, I was mortified. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was like, like, yeah, oh. it, it is. So it obviously did its job, made me care about the fact that she's yeah. dead. So, I, yeah, I think, know, I think, I think it was kind of like, well, who's going to look after the kid now? Because she's thinking, right, well, the, the mother's going to take the take mm. take her child. Because obviously, kept spending. But you know, yeah, I I did like that kind of. I, I like it when it's like it. It's not always she's like this smooth. She doesn't turn to like John Wick or something where she's just like no, you know, exactly, able yeah. to just kill all these people effort. Sleep. It's, it's like it's it's mm. taking things out. Sometimes it's by accident. Sometimes it's pure luck. You know, or, or or sometimes it's by sheer determination and just drive. You know, but it's just like you know, mm. she's just going for it. You know, and I think and, you know, I think mm. that that's the kind of thing you kind of it keeps you on edge as well. You know, I think it's good. Yeah. Well, ultimately, you know, it's 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 kind of wall to wall kind of bloody action. But the 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 nice of it actually for me was that it was actually funny yeah. as well. I thought, um, particularly the that the the, the, the predator man's dead man, but the bloke on the couch. Yeah. He was brilliant. <laughs> I just thought, and that kind of um, the way they bounced off each other was was really good, and it was re- you know really interesting to watch. And again, it was tr- it was trying to go into the fact that it it was a bit like um, we talked uh, we talked about John Wick in the fact that obviously the really cool thing about it was the the hotel and how it's this kind of criminal underworld. It's quite interesting that this block of flats was practically just a whorehouse, basically, wasn't it? You know, but it's just all these prostitutes in different rooms. And so it kind of, I thought, created quite an interesting world. Unlike John Wick, it's not something that I want to see particularly more of, but I thought that was an interesting point. At least they were trying to do something more than just the portable bloody fest. Mm. <laughs> they were trying to do something else with it. Was it a satisfying ending? Yeah. I mean, I thought maybe, it's one of those things where I thought maybe it kind of like, oh, you kind of jumped the shark a bit. You like, kind of mm. like, you, 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 you kind of, you gave in. You, you know, you should have stuck to your guns. But then again, it's like mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, it's just one of the films. It's like, I suppose it deserves like a like a not so morbid ending, should we say? Yeah. But you know, I mean, at the end day, I was like, I think, I think it was like a mix of emotions for me. I think it was kind of like, oh, really? Yeah, all right. I think it was, it was yeah, kind of like, because it's just not like they're going to make a sequel. No, 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 so no. I don't think they're no. going to make a sequel. So it's, you know, the ending, they kind of did have the freedom to kind of do whatever mm. they like um, with it. But yeah, I think they had they probably gone down the alternative route, maybe it would have been a bit too morbid with everything else going on because they just said, who else is going to take care of that poor child? Yeah. Um, but did you did you think when the um, security girl with all the security guard, the, um, the SWAT team man is, you know, is holding the daughter, did you think he was proper dodgy looking i think everyone's dodgy looking in this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah to be fair but obviously that you know it's clear that obviously the 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 mob boss had, you know even you know had the police yeah. and stuff like that and i thought oh it's gonna be a twist here is you know, is he just picking this daughter up and he, you know she is gonna end up being put into the prostitution rink or something and that's why um, i wasn't <laughs> thinking that much about it <laughs> i just i just i was just like just like yeah 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 Andrew, what did you think of Evelyn? Well, I, I, I really liked it because it was basically just a really, really basic premise, which is basically die hard in a, with some Hayek, which is uh, yeah. basically just a basic shoot em up movie. And I expected, I, I got what I wanted from the movie. I, it was a bit weird at times, when you, you know, with the violence at times could have been a little bit toned down. But I mean, in, in the end, it, it, the whole idea. Yeah, it was was very very solid. It's for so 
it's not going to win win any Oscars or anything. I don't think it's high hard or anything. But it was entertaining. I I liked it for what for what it was. Basically, yeah, I I love that kind of movie. You know, the premise, the basic premise of being stuck into into a really small place like his apartment and the action all taking place there. I think that that was really that's something. Yeah, that, it's, it's it's nice to see that. Like, uh, I don't know, let's just do an action film all set in one room. I just have the whole thing in one room, and I, I think I think that's a neat concept. You'll be able to actually catch Everly in June, believe it or not, in this country. It'll be released on the twenty sixth. Um, however, if you're in um, certain countries in Europe, uh, you'll be able to pick it up on DVD already, believe it or not. That's how long the UK have got to wait for anything. You know, the Americans are complaining about having to wait a week to watch um, Age of Ultron. Well, we've had to wait almost a year to watch this film. So, yeah, <laughs> was it was it worth the wait though? Um, what uh, Everly? Uh... Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's proper beer film. I mean, it's it's kind of like yeah. it's a film that goes like, yeah, fuck it, let's just let's just go fucking batshit. Why, yeah, why the why the fuck not? It's just one it's just one of those films, yeah. and it doesn't always it doesn't always work. But you think, but at the same time, I kind of I appreciate the fact that it exists. Yeah, there were there were times where I was sitting there going, this is batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> literally saying that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dad wanted a boy. Up next is Monsters Continent. You know I got your back out there though, right? I'm always one that's got your back. Yo, boys! Sighted Goliath Herd. We will fight those who oppose peace in this world. Human or otherwise. Kill the monsters, baby! Ten years on from the events of Monsters, and the effect of drones have now spread worldwide. In the Middle East, a new insurgency has begun. At the same time, there has also been a proliferation of monsters in that region. The army decided to draft in more numbers to help deal with this insurgency. What did you think? I've seen the first one, no, but not yeah. this even. I really like the first one. I think this one does a reasonably good job picking things up. Mm-hmm. It, it does the thing where it's it's... It's kind of a sequel. It's kind of purge anarchy. It's like it's set in the same world, but it's got. It's not like uh, it's not like uh, we follow the same characters. It's uh, kind of it. It's kind of like the first one was like a, like almost like a, like a traveler's love story kind of thing. Like an, in like, like an indie independent film about two people falling in love essentially. This one was kind of like. Okay, well, we're going to do the same thing, but it's a war film, yeah. Uh, and that's basically it. It's basically it's like um, it's a war film that is set with all these kind of monster things in the backdrop, and pretty much the the concept. I kind of I kind of liked how it kind of didn't try to be like a, I guess another sequel. So I didn't try to be monsters again. It tried to be its own thing while keeping the same sort of world, same context, like playing with ideas. I don't think it kind of works as well. But as a kind of like oh, a war film where people go batshit crazy and kind of lose it, lose the plot and kind of go, you know, go behind enemy lines, it isn't it's an enough watch. It has enough action and violence, but you know, with like reasonably cheap special effects, <laughs> should we say? I mean, like it, it does kind of have the same sort of like I think slightly higher budget, but not like too high. So yeah, it was. Uh, I, you know, I, I I enjoy my time with it, but uh, it's it's not as good as Monsters. 
I must must say. Um, Andrew, you saw uh, the original Monsters. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on that one? Well, I, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think that uh, the main draw for me for the movie was that it wasn't really a monster movie, despite the title. Well, it, it kind of was, but the big... This idea of having them in the background and the main story being about those two people uh, what was kind of kind of neat because I um, I think that more um, there there was much more than I expected. I, I, from from the title alone, I expected just something about really I don't know. I didn't know anything before going in, so I expected something like a trashy horror horror movie, and I was pleasantly surprised. So I don't know. How the second one does hold up in comparison? Is it is the character work as good as the first one? I think it works differently. I mean, I mean, there are the two main characters, and it's two kind of like two soldiers, and I think one of them's like kind of like the like the captain, shall we say, and he kind of goes, he kind of loses it as the film goes on. While the other one is kind of trying to hold it together, but you know, is kind of. Losing his stance himself, almost like trying to keep his head, his his head left straight. It's a, it is pretty much a, it's pretty much like you say it's 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 a war film with the monsters in the background. It's kind of taking that same idea of like, well, let's tell the story with having these kind of aliens in the background, but it's just the story is now just it's a different story. It's it's like it's like an like a, a, a film set in Iraq, you know, but with these monsters. Hurt Locker. Ba- yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> That's basically it. I mean, it, I mean, like, I, I was kind of like watching the film thing. Well, there's no, the monsters don't really come into it. The, the aliens like aren't really part of the story. They just kind of like just there in the background. I mean, like, the, the, it does have like the, the kind of ominous. Yeah, I mean, it's just there. kind of like it's part of like uh, it's just like oh, by the way, these things exist. You know, it's just, like it's that's how the mm. film is. You know, it's but. You know, for, for at least for the most part, you know, it's it's you know, but as an actual war film, it, it's okay, it's it's fine. You know, I mean, um, the, the, I, I know I kept thinking like the um, I I don't know the actor's name, but he's in Welcome to the Punch, <laughs> but um, but uh, he's he, I know he's definitely an English guy, and I wasn't too convinced by his American accent. He plays the captain, <laughs> but um, but he's good at playing like someone who's kind of deranged anyway. So <laughs> it wasn't too. Too much a stretch to believe that he's just gone fucking batshit by the end. But yeah, no, it's um, it, it, uh, you know, I, 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 I was entertained, so it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's not the first kind of sci-fi you know horror um to kind of transfer into the kind of action military. You know, it's kind of what happened really in you know the, the yeah. Alien franchise yeah. and the Hills Have Eyes, which kind of you know is is it kind of as good as Aliens was? Or no. is it more The Hills Have Eyes? Or is it more The Hills Have Eyes 2? I haven't seen The Hills Have Eyes 2. The, Don't. Is that, uh, I'm sorry to ask this question. Is that the remake sequel or the original? Um, was there a sequel to the original? See, I don't even know. I've not even seen any of them. So, which is shame on me. But... Um, no, no, definitely was the definitely the most recent. Uh, it was 2007 was the one I've seen. So I don't, don't believe the original did it yeah. again um but maybe maybe it did again on twitter if we're wrong tell us <laughs> it's always interesting to find out when you when you're fucking yes. up but that's always a bonus you know you said it's worth going to see uh is it one to wait for it's probably yeah it's, it's probably or... a dvd one also, i'd say I mean, unless you like really really want to go and see it in cinema and bam, mm. but I, I, it's not really a cinematic film to be fair no 
it will be in cinemas uh, for a week or two. Probably in your major city centre ones. It'll probably be in you know your little tiny screen in the corner uh, while Avengers plays on all your first seven or eight screens in that cinema. <laughs> <laughs> time for uh, this week you can uh, join us again next week where i'll actually be taking a week off believe it or not but emma platt will be hosting uh, she'll be reviewing big game the age of adeline hot pursuit spooks the greater good and the top five well hopefully at least she'll be reviewing all five of those but we'll, we'll, we'll see how many she actually gets around to um, i'm not sure who will be guesting on that one um, but there'll be confirmation of that on our Twitter page at Black Hole Cinema over the course of this week. If you can't wait till then, then we've also launched a new mini series um, which replaces the um, lost interviews. It's called Black Hole Classics. Uh, Tony was joined by Leslie Byron Pitt to talk about the Night of the Hunter. Nice. Um, so you can listen to that one as well if you want to. Thanks for both for joining me this week. Oh, it's a pleasure. Uh, any uh, lasting words of wisdom, boys. Don't do jokes, kids. <laughs> What's a great <laughs> night? <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I'll see you again in a couple of weeks' time. But until then, have a good night. Good night. Good night.